Hey, thanks for joining us here for SiteLap. I'm your host, David Pingree, and I'm joined by Bruce Murata and our special guest, Davey Millsaps, a guy who is no stranger to Daytona, uh, has had a lot of races down there, including a couple of mutters. Yeah. Davey, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Um, well, it's brought to you by Rock and Turf, Maxis, and Speed Straps. We appreciate these guys' support. Check out Rock and Turf on Instagram for artificial turf, any kind of hardscape needs, Maxis truck tires. Uh, they make all kinds of crazy stuff, no matter what you're after. And then speed straps, uh, you got to secure your bikes and side-by-sides and all that stuff. This is the best way to do it. So uh, stoked to have those guys there. We're headed to Daytona. Bike week is uh, is kicking off. And uh, let's take a quick look at the weather down there. It's looking like 72 degrees, typical Florida this time of year, but 58% chance of rain. I feel like in Florida, that's pretty good odds. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to rain. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's very good odds for Florida. Now <laughs> least, it might not like area. Yeah, at least in the area. It's gonna be some rain. Uh yeah. but that could also be like it rains for 10 minutes and then we're good. Yeah, sun's out. Yeah. I mean, it could literally rain on the you know, the NASCAR track or, or the speedway, but not the track. I mean, the Florida's trippy how it rains. That's true. So. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Tell tell that's us a, a little point. bit about you know, Daytona is obviously a unique animal. Um, even in our riders meeting show, Chad Reed was talking about how it's, you know, that people call it kind of like an outdoor track, but it's not really, uh, it's, it's just a weird supercross track that almost requires a really technical kind of riding, but you also have to have the fitness and grit to, to excel there. What, what, how would you describe it, Dave? Because it's, and it's changed a lot over the years, probably I mean, from over the, the years we first raced it. When Bailey built it, um, yeah. when, when Gary built it, it was a, uh. I would say more uh, very technical, very, very, very technical, and almost to where it didn't make sense. You know, the right. transitions weren't real. The jumps weren't real. They were just kind of, hey, we're going to put a single here, you know, and we have no idea where you're going to go with it. Um, <laughs> and then they would take a dozer, you know, and do the edge of the dozer blade all the way down the entire straightaway, and that was to make it rough. And it's like, dude. Um, and then it went into um, – I think I think it went straight from there to Barnett, right? Uh, I I think so, and it, it's yeah, it's evolved think, into think, basically just a supercross track with a little bit yeah. faster layout. Now, yeah. now it's really fast, um, and I really fast, really rough, and it's literally supercross jumps, which is which is good. But yet the old, I feel like the old Daytona where it was super slow um, is where you had more of the technical riders that that, that excelled. Um, this one is endurance if you have if you have the fitness and you're good at somewhat outdoors but yet still good at supercross which i feel like that's why eli excels there mm. um he has all three um, yeah so that's a good point what if yeah. and we'll, we'll i guess we'll get to some predictions here but there's a lot of really cool stuff coming together for this one um and i don't know if the start is still the same way do they still leave the start grass they still leave the start grass every year that i've seen it so yeah. this is the weirdest damn thing to me and i, I remember because uh, i raced there on a, a 125 once and a 250 once and and got and you <laughs> i'm watching guys make a choice between taking the all the grass that had been roosted yep. off down the back and packing the grass back in the rut or trying to clean the rut out and man everyone had a different strategy for how to do it but it's like it's the weirdest damn thing i think it's great now though so it really oh, was it all matter. great oh. yeah, yeah it's all great yeah so that the whole the whole grass thing that we had to deal with, you know, doesn't doesn't exist. Even though I want to say 
99% of the riders that are lined up on that gate have raced Daytona with a grass, you know, mm, minus, mm, one, yeah. two, minus one, one or two guys. But um, to me, it was always that how you got to find a gate that has not a lot of dirt on the backside and not a lot of dirt on the front side, because if it's more dirt or sorry, more grass, you're going to spin. Yeah. And yeah. you don't, you don't want to spin. You don't want to start in the back at Daytona. It's miserable back there. So, <laughs> and you raced, did you ever do it when it was a day race still? I, I did. God, I swear I, I raced in the daytime. Mm, I don't think so. I, yeah, I, my first year there was 04. So 20 years ago. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just aged myself. Um, <laughs> oh, four. So like the first year so, they went to, to nighttime. So I, I remember that. So what year? Either either oh three or oh four was the first year they yeah. went to nighttime. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I never. I don't think I. I raced in the day, obviously, for the heat races and stuff. But the main, or not the heat race, but the practices and stuff, whatever it was, it was it was all it was all nighttime. I I believe, unless they had a yeah. night one or a day one, they went back to in like maybe oh nine or ten. I'm not 100% sure. I don't remember. But if not, they've all been night. Yeah. Well, it was miserable in the daytime because then you add in the heat and humidity and it's like, it's already longer. But uh, yeah. anyway, that's yeah. old guy stories. Let's let's jump right into our, uh, this is our Speed Straps 250 preview. If you got to pick a winner in this class, it's hard to go against Hayden Deegan right now uh, with Austin Forkner, unfortunately, being out. Man, if I'm being really honest, I just don't know that anyone's got Got it under the hood, beat him regularly. I mean, Fortner to me, hands down, was probably the only one that you could line up with him and know that he can beat Hayden. Um, yeah. every single weekend, should I say, every single weekend, I believe McAdoo can beat him on a track like Daytona just because if you go back to where he, you know, KO'd himself in Atlanta, he was on rails going yeah. super fast you know he goes fast on these types of tracks i, I don't know if it's because he doesn't care it's not scared and goes <laughs> well, we do know open. he has big balls <laughs> <laughs> yeah dick a deal um <laughs> but but uh he he's one that i would put up against hayden at a track like daytona um and I, I can't – I want to say Hammaker. I do want to say Hammaker. I want to say Ansi. You know, I, Ansi just has that brute strength. And yeah. she has that technical Euro-style riding. Um, and, you know, obviously he rides for for Marty, who's been one of my best friends, so I'd love to see him do good. Right. Um, but, yeah. Let me I throw this know, name at you. What about – this is a guy who I thought could surprise because he's not done Daytona yet, I don't think, is Tom Vial. Two-time world champ, okay, is riding well in Supercross. Okay. I mean, guy got a podium last weekend. Um, could this be sort of a, a hybrid where he just shines, like he comes out and lights it up? I want to say, I want to say yes, but then again, if he keeps going the way he's going with starting off so slow, mm. he's going to let the front guys get too far ahead at these this type of track to where he's not going to be able to close in like he did last weekend. Um, and I, I would like to see Tom up there. I think, I think he's a great outdoor rider. I do, but this like, again, this is something that you have so many, so many fast guys in the front that can ride both supercross and motocross in a 250 class that if he doesn't 
come off that gate swinging, you know, on fire to run with those guys to sprint with those guys, he's not he's not going to be there. That's just my yeah. honest opinion. That's something these European guys, it's tough for them to adapt to. They can do t- fast times qualifying, but when the gate yeah. drops and you've got to be 100% right. That's where Kenny was good. Yeah. You know, Kenny was That's true. amazing there. Yeah. yeah. So That's true. Still if, he, is. If, he could, if he could find his pace at the end of the race, at the beginning, you'd have a different Tom Vial, hands down. You know, because yeah. he's, he's a, an amazing starter. His jump is next level. And his end of the motos, it's not like he gets tired. He just, he's just now like, he's like a diesel, you know, just, just it's yeah. chugging along. And he could flip it to where he starts off that way. Then, yeah, I feel like he would, he would probably win or be battling with the front with the other two or three guys, hands down Daytona, if he starts, if he starts there on fire. Mm. So yeah, that's, that's a good name. Yeah, good that, name. that was that. Those are my notes on Tom Vial is, yeah, he, he's, you know, obviously he's got some, uh, you know, motocross experience from being a world champ, but he's got to yeah. get a start. He's got to get a start. Well, so, he, he, it's, it's a start. He can get a good start, you know, except for when someone takes him out, but it, it's the first lack, five of, laps. In, lack of intensity of the first five laps yeah. that lets everyone get so far away that he can't, He's not going faster than the guys in the front to catch him. You know, he might be going two tens or three tens faster at the end. I don't, I don't, wasn't looking at lap times this weekend, but he's going fast enough to where he's able to catch up, but not all the way to the front. And Daytona is going to be one of those ones where they're going to sprint like crazy off the bat because they want to break away. They want to be able to breathe when they're racing and not have someone breathing down their neck um, the whole 15 minutes. I promise you that. Bruce, break us down where the points are at in this 250 class right now. Well, <clears throat> very interesting and very close. I mean, you have Anstein leading right now with 38 points. Brown in second at 34. Then third is Benick. Shock fourth. They're Higgin tied fifth. though, yeah. Uh, yeah, Benick and Shock are tied. And then uh, Deegan is uh, <clears throat> Deegan's fifth. McAdoo, 29, just two points behind Deegan. Hymas, Ferris, uh, Miller, and Forkner. So that's what I wanted to ask, too, about Anstein having this red plate. You know, what does that do for him this weekend? Is that going to put pressure on him, or is he just like, you know? That's interesting because he's never held it. And so right. I, I don't think any of us can do anything but take a guess, but it'll be fun to watch him and see how he does. Being the points leader, this championship's a real possibility if you could just find a, just another little level. Yeah, I mean, he's old enough to – he's been doing it long enough, should I say, that I don't think there should be any pressure regardless of the color of his plate. Um, you know, he's – I don't even know how old he is. But he's been here a long time. He's raced a lot of races. He's only won one, and now he's a points leader. I mean, it has – to me, I feel like it would give him motivation. It would amp him up and make yeah. him more excited okay. and, and more driven – to want to be there and want to keep it versus just always being that one step behind, you know, and this mm-hmm. is a track where, you know, I know, I know MTF and all, and all them down there are building Daytona tracks and, and they have all those tracks around them to ride. Um, so he should be adapted really well. So I don't, I don't think fitness is an issue for him. Um, so we'll see. Well, we'll see Hammaker, 
Seth Hamaker is a good outdoor rider. He was the fastest qualifier last week. He's got the speed to run with these guys. He's just making some little mistakes and hasn't done a lot of racing because he's been hurt so much. So it'll be fun to watch Vial, Hamaker, McAdoo, Anstey. Where do they fit in with Deegan? How does it go? Going to be a good one to watch. Let's jump into our Rock and Turf 450 preview. Uh, to me, my the thing I'm looking forward to most is I feel like we're getting set up for this Eli Jet Cooper Webb just knock down drag out and i mean it's going to take the right situation for this to happen they all need to be up there in the start and kind of stay together for the first half but watching like the last 10 minutes of that mm -hmm. fight man i'm like that's what i'm waiting for last weekend was i mean sorry yesterday was fun to watch i mean it was i'm like man like eli eli's eli's coming back like he's yeah, everyone yeah. oh my god he's he's fading he's fading like guys he's had a little a little over or just under two months on the dirt bike and then you want him to come after so long off only two months on the bike to come race against guys who have been racing all year and have never you know had time off literally they've been on it on it on it I'm like it's gonna take some time to get him back you know and then and then he, sh he shows up and let's let's be honest <laughs> i mean I, had he started in the front i think he would have made all of them look silly last night yeah, in my opinion I, I just i feel like he would have i maybe maybe jet can step up to that level maybe but, but jet i think would have been the only one to be able to do so um <clears throat> because he was he was going fast last night he was going yeah really yeah, he fast was, he was on it but i mean jet... and, i think him and i think him and jet have cooper mentally at the very moment um why i don't know but i think after you know, even seeing if if Cooper went back and watched that race, he's gonna realize how far back Tomac was and, and caught him. Um, but I think it's gonna be awesome to see at Daytona, especially those three, because they're both three good at this track. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there there was both a couple three. of guys. They're all three, not both three, they're all three. Both <laughs> three of them. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to that matchup if we get it. And I like yeah. I, my my surprise is I kind of have Webb, Sexton, and then this one here who I think everyone's sleeping on, and I could be full of crap, but Dylan Ferrandis, he's a better mm. outdoor rider than he is Supercross, by his own admission. Um, and even his agent Button says, man, really, I just want him to get through Supercross healthy because I think he's going to be an outdoor title contender. And I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, could this be a race where Dylan shines? Are you asking me? Yeah, just, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, Oh man, I'm gonna say no. No, I'm gonna say no, just because it's still so super crossy. Mm -hmm. Um, I know everyone has it in their head that it, oh my gosh, it's it's motocross, it's motocross. But we used to go with softer suspension back in the day because it was, you know, it was so technical and so bumpy. You had to. Now you're running the same stuff, you know, and there's not much difference when it comes to the transitions and the jumps and the whoops now um mm. i i mean i i get where you're going with Frandes, yeah but i feel like he mentally can pull it together for outdoors when when they line up on the mm. um you know the first round but this weekend at daytona no no 450 no 250 probably yeah okay all right, interesting. That's Bruce, opinion. what are you thinking? Who who are you thinking? Who are you looking at this weekend? You know what? I'm gonna I'm going with Tomac. <clears throat> I'm going with Tomac. 
he, he knows he was the fastest this last or you know this last weekend and um I'm going with him I feel like he's got a lot of um yeah I just I feel like he's feeling it right now he knows that he's got some speed and he feels like he's he's back and he loves Daytona so I just I'm, I'm gonna go with Tomac yeah, I think that's a that's a smart bet. Smart money's probably on him, but uh, and he might be good I, I too. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I mean, Sexton will be good. You know, there there's still six guys who could win this race, but well, <laughs> I think that there's two things at play here. What Jet is going to go back and just like you said, he's going to see how far Eli came mm-hmm. from the back and caught him, and he's going to not want to let Eli now start building momentum. They're not stupid, uh, Honda sponsors this race they really want their guys to win this race so perhaps a little extra motivation there but you've got eli going to a place that's like his home this is his spot and so i i think we have a really good fight coming up um yeah and if i'm putting money down down. say it again i said chase can win hands down when he wants to you know we're just waiting for him to show up and you've yeah. working with Juju. You've probably been out at the track with him a good bit. Um, what are, what's your take on where he's at and where he's getting to with that bike and himself? I mean, he left a while ago to back to you know to go home to Florida. Um, and when I'm there with Julian, I literally am there with Julian. Um, okay. I mean, I see him testing day in and day out. Um, you know, they're always working on stuff. But at the test tracks, he's he's fast. You know, yeah. he's fast at the test tracks, but it, he does the same thing when he gets to the race. It's just, I think he's struggling, in my opinion, um, when he gets the bike dialed at one track, it's, he's having a hard time taking it to a track to track. Um, mm. So he hasn't figured out that setting yet. And I think once he figures that setting out, I think, yeah, he'll be back. But, and then his crash and stuff like that with his hurt hand um, or whatever happened. Uh I think that set him back a little bit, but I mean, he had fast times this past weekend and, uh, in practice, it's, you know, let's, let's, let's put it together for the main now, you know, let's not yeah. the mud race. Let's go. I think he, I know he can, it's just, when's he going to show up? Kind of like Tomac, you know, yeah. when was Tomac going to show up? Yeah. yeah. Well, what a cool season, man. Um, yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm going with Eli, uh, Bruce, I'm on your bandwagon for this one. If, if I had to pick a winner, what about you? If you had to put some Gosh. money down. I put money on Eli. Actually, I put push-ups on Eli yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I bet Julian Julian picked Chase, and I picked Tomac, and whoever beat the other one owed push-ups. So, I mean, I didn't have to do anything. Goodness. Um, <laughs> How many? A uh, hundred. Ooh. Okay. Spicy. Yeah. So, if I'm going to bet it's going to be Tomac again, especially at this place and how he's looking and and – just you could see when he got up on that podium you could see his smile it radiated on that you know what i mean it wasn't a oh man that was just a good race though it was a i don't think i've seen eli smile like that in a long time because he doesn't he's very you know and and very yeah there that smile was i'm back boys you know what i mean that's what i see yeah yeah so i'm gonna go with eli hands down at daytona i but I think he's going to have his hands full with Jet because I know Jet, hands down, can step up and rise to any occasion that he needs to. We've seen it. But can he do 
Eli's pace at Daytona for 20 minutes. Without the mistakes, right? That Without Jet's the been mistakes. kind of beating himself, and that's the problem he's got to sort out. I mean, Bruce, he, uh, real quick, show us the points on this class. So we got Jet leading with uh, 135. Webb, I mean, he's he's only a few points down with uh, 132, and then AP's 128, then Sexton fourth, 127, Tillmac fifth at 122, and then Anderson 118, Roxon 116. Um, yeah, it's I mean, it's and then you got Fernandez 93, Hunter 86. Um, I, I love how he calls him Fernandez, and he, he <laughs> <laughs> he's not even messing around. He really thinks it's Fernandez. Oh, um, so one thirty-five <laughs> to one twenty-two, thirteen points is nothing right now. You know, no. like I I kind of was starting to feel like ET was losing touch. He was at seventeen points out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, he can't keep going this way, and he did just what like he needed to do is start chipping it down, and now it's thirteen points is nothing. Yeah, it's really Fernandez, not by the that way. big of Sorry. It. <laughs> it's really no, we've called him Fernandez. You know no, what, though? I'm going to be honest. AP might surprise us this weekend because he is an outdoor guy. Yeah. You know, he is that guy. He has the confidence right now. He has, you know, more confidence, let's say, than what he's ever had in his life uh, in the 450 class. So he may be pumped going here knowing that, you know, it, it might suit his style equally. Um, versus a normal technical supercross track, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't mean that in that way. Sure. AP is fast, AP is technical, yes, but he might not have the, you know, technical skills like an Eli or a Jet has. He's just on the gas, and, and I yeah. think Daytona might might suit him. Well, I I would love it. I think the fans would go absolutely yeah. apeshit yeah. if he pulled off a win. Doing no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it for Dale? Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, man, that would be huge. That'd be huge. <laughs> huge. All right. Well, one thing's for sure. It's going to be awesome racing. Uh, Davey, we sure appreciate your time, buddy. Yep. I want to thank Rock and Turf, Maxis, and Speed Straps for supporting the show. Bruce, thanks as always, buddy. And um, yep. let's enjoy this weekend. It's going to be some great racing. We'll see you guys next, next Monday for Riders Meeting. So long.